welcome to Tales from Tunes. Hey, Tubi friends! Welcome into another episode of Tales from Tubi. This week, I am doing a movie called The Wicked One, but I didn't want to do this one solo. So I brought in a very special guest. I want to welcome in Brett from Dissect That Film. Welcome in, Brett. Thank you for having me. It is so it's so nice to to be you know brought on from by you to watch this movie. This and hang movie. out with you. That's that's my number one <laughs> to hang out with you and then to watch this movie. It's it's an honor. <laughs> as as you know, as I do these. Tales from Tubi. For those who don't know, this is where I kind of bring my love of Tubi and horror movies together into this nice little package. I know you also watch Tubi films as well as, you know, our our mutual friend Drew. We watch a lot of movies on Tubi. So I was like, you know what? I gotta bring Brett in and, and talk some Tubi because you know what you get. You're either gonna get oh, absolutely. a diamond in the rough where you're like, this is so bad it's good. Or you're going to get, whew, this was really rough to make it through. Or you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this one was actually awesome. I yep. don't know where this one falls. We'll get there. but <laughs> that too, That is a the beautiful description of what Tubi is all about. <laughs> and it's all free. That's yes, the great thing. It's amazing. All right. So like I said, we are talking The Wicked One. This is from 2017, directed by Tori Jones. A group of traveling friends who are hoping for a fun-filled weekend getaway find themselves in the crosshairs of one of the most dangerous and prolific serial killers in history. So before we kind of really dig into it, real, you know, quickly, what did you, your quick thoughts on The Wicked One? So you could tell this movie was made for very too little money. Yes. Uh, it was, um, you know, it looked it. And which is not a it's not a gripe on on the film because you know making a movie is hard, and Tori Jones, the director, he he tried his hardest, and you know what, it turned out to be a pretty okay time. Uh, I think the actors were surprisingly good for a movie that was made for like little to no money. You know, on Tubi, you get a lot of those very yeah. indie horror films, and this is one of those. I mean, it was only filmed you know a few hours. Up the road from me in oh. in Kentucky, so and this is like you said, this is that style of indie horror. You're like, I know what I'm getting into, right from the get go. You know, I think when I come, like some of my friends are like, how can you watch this? I'm like, well, you know, these people put passion behind their movies too, just mm-hmm. like a fifty million dollar budgeted movie, and sometimes those people don't put any passion behind it. So that's kind of where I could rate a movie, say, like this, a a three or four star and give some huge movie only a one because I'm like, you got to rate it on uh, the quality of what what they have to work with, basically. You know, there was it's funny because I my my wife was in the room when I'm watching this movie. She's on and off watching it and she she watched the end of the movie. And, you know, it's fun to be able to point things out, especially when it's Mm -hmm. super low budget. You're like, oh, did you see that? He's wearing a harness or. Did you, you know, oh, did you, they don't have good audio because you can hear a plane flying over yes. one of the shots. So, or you kind of look you're like, sometimes you might see a boom mic dip really quick out of, at, yes. In the or corner, you see or, that whoever the cameraman is, is he's trying his hardest not to cast a shadow yes. when someone's running through a barn <laughs> with, with light hitting them or, 
Uh, but the thing that I mentioned earlier was that the acting is actually pretty good in this. Like, I feel like the dialogue between the characters wasn't just like, usually it's very dry or it's very robotic. Like they just memorized their lines about two minutes before they came on the set. You know, they, this director tried to bring heart into the movie, tried to bring some substance when it came to our cannon fodder characters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because unfortunately they, it, it, you get this heart and then it's just taken away so fast. And you're just like, what, what the, why did we get all that? I don't, I don't yeah, understand why we got all that before. There were parts of this movie, you know, from, from here on out, we're, let's just, we got some quick thoughts. If we dig into spoilers, there really isn't, much i don't think that we could really spoil on this film but so people know let it all i I just want to i just want to let everybody know (laughs) i can't even do this type of stuff on my show i can't i can never give my thoughts without somehow just telling people how i feel about the movie if you like i'm just terrible that's okay okay. i'm sorry there 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 is nothing wrong with that because i mean i said i wanted your quick thoughts so you could have been like i hated this movie i can't believe you made me watch it but <laughs> I, I did not hate it but i didn't love it <laughs> same same for me like i didn't hate it but it was one of those that by the time it got to the end i started to enjoy it and appreciate it more later mm-hmm. in the film than i did it as much in the beginning of the film yes i felt this exact same way because i think what kind of set it up was that opening with the the video that it was supposed to be in like 1981. I was mm-hmm. like, this still feels very modern, especially what they're wearing yeah. and everything else. I'm, I'm like, uh, okay, okay, but you know, low budget. They couldn't. They couldn't. I'm just gonna let it go and and go from there. And and you said some of the acting, yes, it, it is good, but then there are parts where you get that. You know, it was a friend. They gave him this the 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 page of script that day, and I'm like, okay, I just need you to be a security guard and read this line. Oh, all of the all of the security guards, everybody who worked at a, that a, asylum or wh- wherever, whatever. <laughs> We're that gonna put was. that in quotes. Yeah, uh, it was an old. It looked like an old like town hall that they yes, were allowed yes. to film in for a day, and they just yeah, all of those uh, actors in quotations. Not great. Not very no, good at all. No. Dialogue. Uh, very just <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, we're a horror movie. We need to have the most vulgar conversation. Yes. <laughs> what like the, the scene when he's supposed to be in quote isolation, but they're what are they playing cards or something? <laughs> playing, and they just they, have him like just in a room. They have him tied up on a corner on the in a chair, and I'm just like yeah. uh, what? <laughs> They're just in like the doors to every room is just a thin wooden door. Yes. yes. <laughs> and uh, the guy I love, it, it, like I said, it's, you know, I'll say it many times. This is very, very low budget. Extreme. And like I said, they probably were only able to film in this location for a very short amount of time. And they probably had strict rules on what they could and couldn't mm-hmm. do here. And it's so funny, though, we're like they're walking those two guys through and every time they go to put the key in, you can tell the guy's not even doing anything. He's just jiggling the keys around a little yeah. bit and, and he opens, opens the door, door every time. It's those little things I laugh at. You know, I'm not saying like, Oh, this movie's terrible. Did you see that? It's just, 
makes me laugh. And I'm like, dude, didn't even remotely put the key near that lock. Well, but. this is the it's the type of movie where you're like, oh, I kind of wish I had a few people hanging out and we could just oh, like yes. make fun of it and just enjoy ourselves as we're watching along. Yeah, this is definitely that type of movie where you you get you get in a voice call, you get in a call like this with a bunch of friends and just pull it up and just have a good time or yeah have some friends come over and watch it and just drink a little bit and yes because <laughs> the other other part in the beginning where they're going through the asylum and they're they're basically setting up all these other characters that you're going to see in the next mm-hmm. one of like oh here's this killer and this killer and this killer and i'm like okay this is like their i feel like it was like their suicide squad moment of like <laughs> here's there's, this there's, there's harley quinn yeah. who's not harley quinn but <laughs> We're going to set it up for the sequel, although at the time you didn't know that there was going to be one. I didn't even know this movie existed until you uh, <laughs> to ask me to cover it. And, so. and this was one, I I mean, we, I told you before we started recording that it's one of those, like, I've always seen the poster and I always thought, oh, I should check this one out. It just looks yeah. cool because it's got this cool mask on. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, it's going to be a low budget slasher. Cool. I'll go check this out. It was exactly that. It's a low budget slasher. He gets his mask what three quarters of the way through and uh, yeah maybe, well he has like some Han- he's got the it's Hannibal like Lecter mask yeah. on for a while and then yeah he gets the t- you know the titular mask that he is famous for the beard threw me off though when he puts the mask on he's got that yes. massive beard and I was like <laughs> I don't masks and beards don't go well together <laughs> unless it's like what we have not this one that goes down to like his navel you know well I think it was supposed obviously they're setting up to the beginning where he's all young and clean shaven when yep. he he kills these people and then it's like years later oh he, he has 20 years shaved later. Yeah. his beard's down halfway down his chest we gotta we gotta put a mask on him while we're playing cards in the in the storage room with him sitting next to us so this director clearly liked uh rob zombies halloween because the beginning of this movie is very much mm-hmm. that part of halloween from 2007 when michael breaks out of yes the sanatorium because you got the the really raunchy dialogue where they're talking about going to the strip club and describing the women who work there and uh the the mask of course that the killer wears in the the asylum and all of that he was this director very much wanted to make a halloween slash friday the 13th movie yes he's very much inspired by that you know we saw that by the end too there were even parts of the music where i thought i heard the friday the 13th i I was hearing all sorts of things there was one point i thought the jaws theme was playing i was like could have been i don't don't know they're like crossing a bridge going to that (laughs) farmhouse and i'm hearing i'm like i'm like what, what's happening? <laughs> Is a shark going to jump out? <laughs> Just out of the river? <laughs> that actually would have been pretty awesome. <laughs> but you know what? This is a Tubi movie, so yeah. anything could happen. <laughs> the other part that really made me laugh is towards the end when he comes riding in on the horse. Oh, yeah, I liked that part. I was like, I, I wanted him to attack. I wanted him to like ride through the barn <laughs> and like attack someone with it. And, but but he just disappears. He yes. like rides in really cool. And I was like, oh, that's a really good shot. It's probably the best shot of the whole movie. And then they like duck around the corner and then come back out and he's gone. And I was like, oh, man, they only had the horse for for about 10 (laughs) minutes. So they're like, hold on, hold on. You know, I don't want I'm not, I don't want it to sound like I'm making fun of the filmmaker or making fun of anyone who's, who's working on this movie. But, you know, I feel 
even the filmmaker can look back and watch this and and laugh at some of the things that he decided to do. But you know, we we also got to stress really, really hard. This movie was. I don't know how much money was spent to make this movie. Probably not a lot. Twenty, thirty thousand uh, at most. I would at I would most think. because you got to think like Terrifier and Terrifier Two. That was what. 50,000 they made those movies for and those were a little bit better Terrifier in quality. Terrifier 2 was 200 but it was also oh. Indiegogo so they okay they got a little more. The first one I think was only like 20 to 30 maybe. And you could tell it was a little bit better shot uh, even Terrifier 1 being what it is. Uh, this movie looked like it was filmed it, 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 was, it was they used natural light the whole way through because they probably had one camera because uh, there's times where you see two characters walking and mm-hmm. the color grade is one thing where the character looks like she's wearing a black hat and a black and black leggings. And then there's the next scene that the colors are more vibrant and you can notice that she's not actually wearing black, a black hat, or black leggings. They're like red. And I was like, OK, so either they film these on two different days or they're just relying on the natural light to get all these shots and the color grade is just all over the place. That happens with it when you get yeah. these low budget or as the you know the last episode I did with interview that I had calling it micro budget. It's a micro budget movie because yeah, absolutely. You're working off of favors from people and mm-hmm. whatever money you can scrounge up to try to yeah. figure out to get things made. And you know what with all of that being said and what I, even with all what I'm saying it turned out pretty decent. Like I you know what I enjoyed what I watched. I would love to see them flesh this out and get some more money and like I know there's a sequel but I'm talking about yes. like taking the original story that we saw in this movie and kind of fleshing it out and maybe being a little bit more high budget. Is that what the sequel is? Tori Jones, the director, I think that he's he's working on a third one right now. And I believe that's okay. what the third one is, is taking this original concept and kind of working or expanding on that. Because okay. the second one is just called Wicked Ones. And I believe that's more of the people in the asylum. So you're going to have more of the group killers. I think I haven't seen it, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Hopefully you'll come back and talk that one with me. We didn't absolutely. scare you away. No, absolutely not. And then when when the uh, third one, it's called The Boy From Below. Oh. And it's right now it's a horror movie nerd must put her IQ to the test in order to survive as she finds herself targeted by a creepy killer in a creepy truck on Halloween. The same character, the uh, what was that character's name? I think they only say the name once or twice. Because they say that the house in IMDb is just listed as the wicked one. But it was some family that lived in that farmhouse. Remember, they were calling it like the murder house. Yeah. I just can't remember what the name, the family name was. Funny, one of the the trivia facts I I just pulled up on it, Tyler Maine, who played Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween films, publicly Mm -hmm. endorsed Jack Norman as the wicked one. And Jack and Tyler are actually good friends, is what it says. Wow. And I was so like, why, huh. that I, I saw that on IMDb, and I went, did he play the Wicked One in something else? Or is it because this character is very much influenced by Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's Halloween? Some research I've done on this is like, this has kind of become kind of a cult hit of a film. Like, Okay. You'll see people dress up as the Wicked One at conventions and in certain things. I think that's kind of how a third one in this series has kind of come about because it has become gotcha. this 
kind of a cult following behind it. I mean, it has plenty of of references. I forgot that the town was Carpenter Falls. Yep. And uh, the way that he is killed at the end is very much it's met. I mean, it's been done a couple times in the Friday the 13th uh, franchise. I think what was it? Part two or part three where he gets hung from the barn. And then I know in the t- 2009 remake, that's kind of how he dies. He gets hung yes. up by a by a chain there and then he, but he gets thrown into like a, a wood chipper. The funniest thing about this movie is that the boyfriend dies at least three times in this movie. <laughs> this man does not want to die. He gets stabbed three different times and then is able to to just walk away. Then there was it was wild. Like every time he'd show up, it would like, I was like, Oh my God, he's back. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was like, well, we need, we need some sort of kills, but we need, to, you're the only guy that we can afford right now. We got to bring you yeah. back. <laughs> so we yeah. Can Cause they literally <laughs> took out everyone within minutes. <laughs> oh man. There's a couple, there's a couple parts that made me like audibly laugh out loud and kind of just like look over at my wife. I was like the sex scene. I want to talk about the sex scene because it's it is hilarious and not in a way that it's like awkward, hilarious. But the fact is not like the room. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that is just hilariously. weird. Oh, my Lord. I feel like that. Like, I have to talk about that movie at some point. That sex scene was definitely that woman. I don't know if she was an actress or she was just a friend or somebody who volunteered. I don't know the length of filmography for any of these people in the movie, but. I've never seen a woman hold her boobs as much during sex as this woman does because, she, and I'm guaranteed she did not want to be nude in the movie. Correct. That's, that's what I was and, getting from that. Yeah. And which is, which is, you know, that's fine. But man, she is gripping those things tight to make sure she, <laughs> that nipple don't slip. And even got to the point where she was like, I'll even let the guy grab him just so. At just least, so you can't see him. Yeah. So you can't, you will never see my nipple. And another funny thing is that, Usually in films, guys wear like a thong thing, you know, for for you know the intimate scenes, and you could see the one he was wearing. Oh, you I didn't even see that, that he was wearing like a thong. <laughs> it was pretty. My wife actually is the one who pointed out. I was like, "Is that guy wearing a thong?" And I was like, "Probably," but well, you know, yeah. it's low budget. They couldn't. They you you know sometimes in big budget movies are able to touch that up with some with some effects, but you know, you're just pinching, throwing money when you're out of your pockets. Pennies. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't you can't fix those things. But I, you know, it was it was funny. I think the biggest problem with this movie was the fact that they added this deep like family history, mm-hmm. and like you have these friend, you have these group of friends, and then of course you have like this tension. This girl's brother is kind of a deadbeat. You know, the sister is trying to help him out, but he's a dick, and like she's getting married to this other guy, who I actually thought was the best actor, the boyfriend of the main I'm going to call her the main character. She I feel like she was the main one of the group. I can't remember anybody's name in this movie, any of the characters names, but the the girl whose boyfriend is the one who died, you know gets stabbed three times in this movie. Oh okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Her, she's the one who has the brother who So there was this whole thing with like their parents died and he kind of yes. went off the rails or something like that and but it was one of those things where it's like it did not matter. <laughs> no. At all. No. to anything in this movie because they, they came back to this this farmhouse and he was making a big deal and and she was yeah she kept railing on him but they mm-hmm. kind of didn't really they didn't really delve into it much deeper than tension that they needed some tension on screen oh absolutely nothing 
that played out between any of these characters were relevant to what was going on on screen. Like, I feel like it was points where I was going, can we just get to the guy killing people? Yeah. Can we just get to that? Because I felt like there was 10 to 15 minutes where there was just nothing happening where he wasn't on screen. And we're just getting dialogue from these characters that go nowhere. And the saddest part of this movie is when the old man gets killed in his house. Because I like that guy. He's the guy who's just like, hey, how you doing? Got the house all set up for you down there. You guys have a wonderful (laughs) weekend. I was like, this is a nice guy. I could hang out with this guy. And he just gets murked. And I was like, oh, man. (laughs) It's so sad when the good ones die. Not that I hated any of the characters in this movie. I, I, I didn't. They weren't. That's the problem with a lot of slashers is you have just insufferable characters that you just are you just can't wait for them to get taken out like i feel like a lot of times in friday the 13th movies yes. characters can just be so insufferable you're just like i am rooting for jason right now and i cannot wait and i'm i'm in the middle of a rewatch of the series and it, absolutely there is there is so <laughs> much because i haven't seen them in years that i'm just like when is this when does this person die i just need this person to yeah. die and then they keep hanging on and you're like, just kill them already. <laughs> like the, the, yeah, the only characters I think that were like that were those guards in the beginning. Like I didn't feel anything like no. when they all get taken no. out, I didn't care. No. And again, they also were trying to force other characters to be more important to mm-hmm. the movie. So you had like the warden of the asylum who just miraculously gets caught by him at the end of the movie. I don't even remember if if maybe I blinked and missed it of her getting captured, but (laughs) it was her asking for directions at a, at like a general store and, and, and and no offense to the woman playing this character, but her dialogue is just very blah. And she's talking to this guy and he's like, relax, I'll give you directions. Why do you gotta be so annoying? (laughs) Chill out. And you, uh, you had mentioned this already that, you know, some of these characters, you, you got to a point where you're like, I just want the killing to start. And one of my notes was when the slasher stuff on the farm finally started happening, like mm-hmm. the film picked up and I didn't feel like it was that bad from that point on. No, it, I, it just, I thoroughly enjoyed that. It took it took a while to get there. And when mm-hmm. it finally did, I was like, oh, you know what? This this isn't as bad as it I thought it was going to go. Good job, guys. So now I'm not, I'm not dreading watching the second one. I'm like, oh, well, I kind of want to see yeah, where and, this goes. And it didn't feel like, yeah, like I said, there was that 10 to 15 minutes of nothing happening, but it didn't feel like it was like, oh, my God, what are we doing here? There are parts of this movie that could have been cut. The whole oh, yeah. scene at the bar did not need to happen. No. I just feel like did not need to happen. Other than the fact that the one girl gets really drunk and then sober in the matter of seconds. <laughs> they literally they're literally carrying her in the house. They put her on the couch. She is like passed out. And then no joke. 30 seconds later, she's outside like, we got to find your boyfriend. Where is he? I'm so and she's like bright eyed and bushy tailed. Like, like she had not had a single drop of alcohol that night. It was hilarious. <laughs> and then the best thing is they go to the barn and they find the boyfriend hanging by his ankle there. Mm-hmm. They put him down. And the brother has got the gun and they all turn to the girl who was at one point drunker than a skunk. And they tell her, go get the keys from the other barn where the guy who did this might be. And then she dies. She goes there, gets attacked and dies. And I went, that poor girl (laughs) got screwed by her friends. 
because they were like, you can do this, honey. <laughs> you can do this. Go get the keys in the barn. And she's like, I don't want to. And I, I was like, I would I would have been I like, wouldn't no, want to either. Yeah, I'm, not yeah. going, I'm not going. You have a gun. Why am I going? You have a gun. I'm so confused I, at I the decision making here. This is the worst decision ever. I just sobered die. up. <laughs> I just sobered up and you want to send me in. Come on. And the funniest thing is that she dies and then that girl who you thought died earlier it comes out of nowhere and survive uh, survives for at least a little bit longer of the movie but i was like what this girl her death was the worst i felt bad for her more than anybody else in this movie other than the old man who gets taken out in this house because you wanted him to live i did a rating out of, out of a out of a five what would you give the wicked one i thought it was a good time i like the whole i like the killer aspect i like his origin story mm-hmm. i like it wasn't really fleshed out too much. It was, you know, did we really get an explanation of like what he was like, wh- why he was the way he was? Was it kind of like a Michael Myers type thing? I think it was because he just kind of, you know, the beginning on the farm, he just kind of snapped his family. and just just enjoyed what he was doing. So he just kind of yeah. he just kind of went crazy. I like the stature of the killer. I think he is a menacing looking guy like he does look like a Tyler Maine type mm-hmm. guy. And every time he was killing somebody, even if it was very like, you know, they couldn't do a lot of stuff. There's not a lot of effects in this movie. So for what they could do, it looked fun. It looked it looked good. I liked the way he looked. And to be honest, the the setting is fun and the characters weren't insufferable, as I stated. So I'm going to give this a two out of five, a two out of five. I'm, I'm with you at a two out of five. Like. It it started out a little rough. I wasn't sure if it was gonna bring things back around, but like I said, when the the slashing really started in the farm towards the end, like I really got into it, really enjoyed it, and was like, I look forward to seeing Wicked Ones, which is the sequel that came out in twenty twenty. So we'll we'll get to that one next. Yeah, that's that's gonna be exciting because I think if they can take the good elements from this movie. And and give it to us in that sequel. That that one will definitely be at least a two and a half to a three. At least it'll be a passable grade in a like on Letterboxd when I log it in. But like two out of five, it's not going to get a like from me. But I think it's got the right ideas and it's got the right core. It's a it's just is not rewatchable for me. It's a get some friends together, have a good time. Okay. Just enjoy it. You know, you can mm. make fun of it, but still enjoy it too. This is something I could definitely get my co-host together and do a like a commentary track on it or do a watch along where we can just kind of talk over it. We can do that uh mystery science theater yeah. three thousand yeah, yeah. type thing with it. I think that would be the only other time I'd ever watch this movie. I don't think I could sit down on my own and watch it again. It just it doesn't have that re rewatch factor where I'm hoping the sequel does. I want to thank you, Brett, for coming on Tales from Tubi and talking uh, a wonderful film that you can find on the great service of Tubi. And before you go, let people know where they can find you. Well, you can find me and my wonderful co-hosts in our show, Dissect That Film, on all the social medias, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And we're on all the podcast services. Just search Dissect That Film. And we're on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash dissect that film where you, we put all of our podcast episodes up with the video. So you can look at this face all the time. And, and if you don't <laughs> want to just listen to the audio you version. just want to hear yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yes, go it. go check them out. I've been on a, a couple times in different yeah. 
aspects. We did TV Brad, show. Brad's been on every single show that we offer. Because <laughs> you do uh, basically different, film. I guess you could say different series within the show. So you do like the TV side, the yep. really break into a movie, and then listen, we <laughs> we talked about a Tubi style movie. We did on uh, on our Fresh Cuts, which is where we talk about new release movies. We talked about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which is about the same quality <laughs> as yeah. this movie. Yeah, I would agree. So yep. yeah, so we, me and Brad just like to sit down and talk about what most people would call trash. <laughs> trash. We we find we find enjoyment in that stuff. Yes, exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I look forward to having you back for Wicked Ones. Look for that coming soon. Make sure you just subscribe to Old Man Brad. And, you know, just like yours, Old Man Brad's full of all different kinds of of shows. We got Tales from Tubi. I got Tubi Tuesday recaps and just regular Old Man Brad episodes. Tubi, sponsor this man. I don't know if that's <laughs> even possible, but sponsor him. I, I don't know of anyone on the Internet who plugs your service more than Brad. OK, Tubi, you're amazing. But you'd be even more amazing if you sponsor Brad here. Well, thank you. Thank you. Subscribe. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Just turn off the lights, snuggle up in that blanket, because it's okay to be scared. We'll talk to you later.